Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. back with you folks and uh, we're really excited about this 230th podcast and with me as always is my friend and my co-host Stephanie Wesco. So Stephanie, what's going on? Um, Well, we had a Christmas program last night at church. That was pretty great and um, so we're just trying to pull life together now. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Any, uh, Any mess ups on the Christmas program with the little kids? No, not really. They all did pretty well. That's um, that's crazy, man. I mess up when I'm in a Christmas play. Yeah. No, they did a really good job. I thought it was it was a great blessing. Now, how did Christmas go for you? It was good. We had my family over and an older couple from church. We had sweet times. And Italian food and... and uh... And the, the King Thor was around. Did Thor get a special treat for Christmas? or? Uh... Yeah. Yeah, I'd gotten him a little squeak toy and a Frisbee toy thing. So, Well, praise God. I know the King is happy about that. So here we go. So yesterday, uh, on Monday, we were talking about some of the things coming out of uh, Psalm number 37. We actually broke Psalm 37 into a few pieces. And tried to have, and, and we, we covered all kinds of things. It started off talking about David dealing with evildoers, Daniel dealing with this, David dealing with the sinners of this world, and all those different crazy things going on. And now we come to Psalm 38. Now, Psalm 38, uh, he's talking about really being sick and uh, going through that trial. And boy, we all deal with sickness. We all deal with illness. Perhaps there's people listening to my voice right now that are dealing with illness and sickness and the coronavirus. We were just talking before we came on a, about a dear friend who um, is dealing with the coronavirus, hospitalized right now in Cincinnati. And so it, I think it's important that we pray for each other and look for each other and see what God's word has to say. Now, uh, Psalm 38 for us is just a little bit too big of a bite to try to do in one podcast. So we're going to break it up a little bit. We're going to go ahead and try to get to verse number 14 on Psalm 38. And, uh, and the Bible says, O Lord, rebuke me not in thy wrath, neither chasten me in thy hot displeasure. For thine arrows stick fast in me, and thy hand presseth me sore. There is no soundness in my flesh because of thine anger, neither is there any rest in my bones because of my sin. For mine inequities are gone over mine head, as in heavy burden there are too heavy for me. They are too heavy for me. My wounds stink and are corrupt because of my foolishness. I am troubled. I am bowed down greatly. I go mourning all the day long. For my loins are filled with loathsome loathsome disease, and there is no soundness in my flesh. And the reason I laughed is that's Tim Hawkins' favorite Bible verse. So when people ask him what his favorite Bible verse is, 
he sings that. Uh, for my loins are filled with loathsome disease. <laughs> there it is. And he's, <laughs> he's such an idiot. But uh, anyway, uh, I don't think it's something that we sing when they're filled with loathsome disease. And I am if feeble. It was an accident. He didn't mean for it to be that. He got it wrong. <laughs> yeah, that, that's all messed up. So it made me smile because the, uh, some of Stephanie's kids uh, talked me into listening to Tim Hawkins, and I, I've never met Tim. I've never seen him in person or anything, but I've listened to a couple of them. Last time I was at Stephanie's house, and he was singing that verse. And then uh, verse 8 says, I am feeble and sore broken. I have roared by reason of this quietness of my heart. Lord, all my desire is before thee, and my groaning is not hid from thee. My heart panteth, my strength faileth me. As for the light of mine eyes, it also is gone from me. My lovers and my friends stand aloof from my sore, and my kinsmen stand afar off. They also that seek after my life lay snares for me, and they that seek my hurt speak mischievous things and imagine deceits all the day long. But I as a deaf man heard not, and I was as a deaf man that opened not his mouth. Thus I was as a man that heareth not, and in whose mouth are no reproofs. Man, David's going through some junk here, Stephanie. He's, he's not feeling well. He's depressed. There's all kinds of things going on. I mean, what are you thinking of as we look at that song? Well, it's kind of encouraging to know that David had the low spots too. Yeah. We're not, we're not alone in low spots. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah, we get to we get to share in them with Bible prophets of old, and uh, and and I I look at this first verse, Stephanie. It says, "Oh Lord, rebuke me not in my wrath, neither chasten me in thy heart displeasure." So rebuke me not in my wrath; those things I should get in the wrath; those things I, that punishment I'm receiving. And in verse two, it says, "For thine arrow stick fast in me, and thine hand presseth me sore." And uh, he's he's begging here, I think. Yeah, well, I think he, he's obviously in a spot where um, physically he's sick and he really, in his mind, it's God judging him, chastising him. Yeah, boy, I think we've all had that That's thought. Yeah. yeah, no kidding. I think we've all said to ourselves, God, is this something I've done? Is there something? And we know that a lot of it, we see what Job went through in the Bible was not retribution. I mean, God doesn't give us retribution. He gives us trials sometimes to better ourselves, to help others around us. And he does bring us, uh, at some point in our life, he is going to bring us all home. Uh, but David's sitting here and he's really having a bad spell. Uh, and he's talking about God in his hot displeasure. And I, it's hard for me to see God in hot displeasure. Yeah, no, I think that's something anyone who's been through trauma feels like they've been there. Yeah. And then there is uh, no soundness in my flesh because of thine anger. Neither is there any rest in my bones because of my sin. <laughs> and so he's pointing here and, uh, uh, he's pointing here again to his sin. He's he's talking about there's no rest in my bones because of my sin. Now, David was filled with sin. We think of Beersheba. We think of uh, we think of the we we think of the murder. Uh, we think of all the sin he was involved with. Certainly, uh, sexual sin, 
sins of pride, sins of those matter, of those types of matters. And he's coming along and he's realizing these sins. He's he's getting to a place where he's saying, "Man, I'm dealing with these sins. These, and uh, this this is what's causing me problems. This is this is what I'm dealing with. I mean, uh, I think David is." I don't know. What what would be a word for David right now? Depressed? Sick? Those are two words. Well, I think he's, um, I think there's a sense here in which he's physically sick. Yeah, definitely. Some of the things it talks about. And in the midst of his physical sickness, um, you know, David, David had repented of those sins. Um, of With Bathsheba and those things. But I think in this, we see a, a, a sense in which when David was sick, there was like an extra low spot there for him in his life that was leaving him feeling so um, almost like God had turned his back on him. Yeah, and he, he's feeling. In the chapter, that's it's like that's where he's that's what he's feeling. And like God is just hammering him, if I can put it. He uses the terms of arrows and things like that. But um yeah. He's broken before God. And sometimes when we're physically sick, we become extra broken before God, which isn't a bad thing. Yeah. And, and, and you know, my my uh, executive producer, Debbie, just whispered in my ear a very good thought about this is uh, he's dealing with guilt. And, uh, you know, guilt is a strange place to be. Uh, I, I think there's no emotion that's more. You know, we deal with that with with our PTSD groups or PTSD camps or PTSD people. You know, one of the biggest emotions that people deal with is guilt, you know, survivor's guilt, guilt, you know, guilt across the board. And Del David's dealing with all that guilt from all these sins he had. And uh, and he's going on and he's talking about that in verse four. He says, for mine inequities are over mine head as a heavy burden. They are too heavy for me. And that kind of reminds me of where, you know, uh, Cain said, uh, my burdens are, are uh, too great to bear. Uh, my sins, you know, Cain's talking about the sin he dealt with, my punishment. It's too great to bear. There we go. And it, I'm kind of reminded of that here. I mean, is that what you're thinking that, hey, I, this is too much for me. And I mean, where do you go when things are too much? Yeah, well, the, I think David is called a man after God's own heart. So the only time in scripture that we're given where David specifically hid sin and covered it for a long period of time um, was everything that happened with Bathsheba. Mm. And I don't know when exactly the psalm was written, but I would dare to say that Satan was using David's being physically ill to put condemnation on him. Boy, and that's a real deal when you're physically um, ill. And you remember that from when you were dealing with your COVID. Yeah. Um, boy, that, yeah. that takes you to a really tough place and, and, and it brings you to, to craziness and, and, uh, and and foolishness with your speech and things you say and, and, and not picking. We've all been there. I had scarlet fever as a kid and they laughed at me for like, let's say 25 years at things I said as a seven-year-old with scarlet fever for two weeks, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and I kind of think that's what's going on here. My wounds stink, he says, Stephanie, and are co corrupt uh, because of my foolishness. Again, that guilt going back to, I'm a fool. 
this stuff stinks. And, you know, David's focusing on, on himself here. And that's one of the things that we can do when we're sick and we're going through tough times and we're under the weather and we're in a bad place and we're weak and we're going down the wrong road. Uh, one of the things we can do is have a pity party. Well, I think there's, um, I was looking here at verse um, nine, where he cries out to the Lord and, and just is very open and honest that everything everything is hard. Everything is laid out before the Lord. Um, <clears throat> and I don't know if he's number 10, almost verse 10 almost makes me think he's got a fever. Um, it sounds like a fever kind of verse. Um, but I think 11 is what's left him depressed. And that verse 11 reminds me of Job. Um, because Job was in that same place where because of everything he was going through the people he cared about loved the most yeah no i agree back on him I, th I think there's a lot a lot to be said for that i think we can see that so in those first eight verses he's definitely he's got this focus on himself and and now he's focusing really like you said in first nine and uh and he's changing the focus a little bit to, Lord, all my desires before thee and my groaning is not hid from thee. My heart panteth, like you say. I mean, he's, boy, you were there, those 104 fevers that when we were talking at midnights and uh, one in the mornings when you were dealing with your Rona and, and the kids. I mean, everybody was just babbling. You know, you went from one stage to another. You, would, you all would fight those really high fevers. You would get the medicine on board that start coming down. You just had no energy, wanted to sleep and had to slam the fluids back in you to try to hydrate. And, 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 you know, maybe David's going through something like that. Maybe this is exactly right. But, you know, it's funny. He's talking about his lovers and friends and, and not wanting to be around them. And, you know, when you're sweating and you're coughing and you're hacking and you're delirious, uh, nobody wants to be uh, uh, playing kissy face or anything at that point. Nobody wants to be uh, sitting at the dinner table with you. N nobody wants to be playing uh, uh you know, playing, playing cards on the table, playing fish. I mean, nobody wants to be doing that with you. He's, he's like, I'm all alone. I'm lonely. You know, even though my focus is I'm trying to keep my focus off myself, but I'm one lonely dude right now. And that's, uh, he's experiencing sin's loneliness. I mean, this is what sin brings. This is, you know, illness is because of a life of sin. Death is because of a life of sin. These things we go through is because of a life of sin. And, and I think David's astute here talking about how those things can happen. But, uh, I mean, you know, after that, that uh, look at this here in 12, talking about laying snares out for him. They also that seek after my life lay snares for me. And they that seek my hurt speak mischievous things and imagine deceits all the day long. You know, even in his sickness, he's, he's saying, man, these people, they, they're trying to snare me. They're trying to catch me in bad times. They're trying to set me up. They're trying to kill me. I mean, he goes to those places in Psalms where he says they're trying to kill me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and there's, <clears throat> I think, however David's feeling right now, he's at, he's at rock bottom. I think physically, emotionally. Yeah. And it's like all these things that have happened to him are piling up on top of him. They are. And they we got to remember, I believe David did have PTSD. So there's this sense in which when he's physically worn down, 
all the it's almost like your mental reserve to deal with things gets exhausted when you're sick on top of it and god put it all out here for us to see um and to understand because i we're going to get into how his focus changes um yeah in 15 so tomorrow we see a lot at the same time he's still talking about what he's going through yeah um yeah we see a change i think in verse 9 but it's still he's still dealing with the loneliness of sin and the craziness of sin and uh, but I, as a deaf man, heard not, but I was a dumb man that openeth not his mouth. Thus, in verse 14, as a man that heareth not, and in whose mouth are no reproofs. And he's going on to saying, listen, man, I'm ill. I'm in a place where I'm not listening. I'm not, I can't focus. I can't hear. Yeah. I, yeah. Well, and I think we're going to, and we're going to learn in the next part, but I think there's a sense here in which David had, constantly throughout his entire life he had people that were out to kill him he had people that were out to destroy him to hurt him and that was piled up on him it right was. now he was dealing with all of the all of you know all the pressure that that brings was piled up on him yeah and and i think we see that i i think he's you know david has nowhere else to go right now so he's finishing up this first section we're talking about today saying hey i'm being quiet uh, I'm not listening. I, I'm trying to do the things that I'm supposed to be doing for you, God. And, and these knuckleheads are, you know, they're, they're out to get them. And truth be told, there are people who try to make other people look bad. There are people who try to vindicate their position, vindicate their sin, vindicate their uselessness, uh, show up in times where things aren't working well and, uh, and go after you. You know, let's face it. People, people punch your wounds. Uh, people, uh, people kick you when you're down. Uh, I mean, that's the world we live in. It's a sin-filled world. You yeah. saw, you saw that. I mean, yeah. you, you felt that firsthand when you come back from losing your husband. I mean, you saw firsthand that people kick you when you're down. Yeah, they just find creative ways to do it. Yeah, yeah, but they're still kicking you. <laughs> oh, we dearly love you, dear brother, and uh, you know. We remember from a note we took in 1999 that you did this. or You know, there's people that stink out there, man. Uh, there are, uh, you know, one of the great things, I think, uh, one of the great things of looking forward to heaven and being pilgrims on this earth is knowing that there's another side, is knowing that we're going to go to a great place, is knowing that the things of this earth are going to grow strangely dim, is knowing that, um, the things, you know, a lot of the things you and I are worried about today <clears throat> in the whole scheme of eternity don't matter much, but in today they matter an awful lot. And I think that's what I'm seeing from David's word. There are things that matter a lot to us right now. And mm. it's just the reality of it. We worry about our kids. We worry about our homes. We worry about our jobs. We worry about our country. We worry about all these different things. And, and as we're doing that, we, we, we can sit here and we can empathize, I think, uh, show empathy to David and say, hey, we get this, man. Uh, we want, we know what it's like to be down. We know what it's like to be sick. We know what it's like to be depressed. We know what it's like to be speaking foolish things. And uh, uh, But the important thing that we get out or the practical side of this is he finally was quiet. Whatsoever things are true, whatsoever. He went back, that whole idea we talk about over and over and over again in Philippians 4.8 is he went back to that place where I'm going to close my ears, I'm going to close my mouth, and what benefit derives from 
looking for God and listening to God. What what benefit does David stand to get here? Well, there in somewhere, I can't remember the reference, but where David says in Psalms, be still and know that I am God. Yeah. And um, that focus of wanting to know God and know his character. Know, and David knew who God was. And I think something that, that I come away with is, you know, remembering that this, this psalm is inspired and understanding that coming to God, God already knows what you're going through. He knows what's in your heart, but God set an example here for us in the life of David that it's okay to lay out, it's okay to pray. You know, this is a prayer to God, this psalm is. And understand that when you're in the midst of something everyday life for that matter, it's okay to go to God and just dump it out, what you're feeling, what you're dealing with. He already knows your heart, um, but he wants, He God loves it when we're honest with him and when we're not afraid to just dump out, God, this is what I'm going through. And um, there's that sense in which there's, if, if we're not willing to dump out what we're going through, what we're feeling to God, there's a lot of pride because God already knows what's there. But David set the example for us here of it's not pretty. The psalm is not pretty. Um, it's a mess. David's a mess in the psalm between feeling guilty over sin, whether it was past or present, um, dealing with depression, dealing with fear, dealing with um, be feelings of betrayal. And, um, you know, like there was this, this host of people that were risen up against him. And we're going to, there's some stuff at, that we'll cover next time, but <clears throat> he just laid it all out before God. And that's an incredible example to me that God put in his word for a reason, not just for us to understand um, that David went through the same things we did as one of our greatest Bible heroes, but that you can go to God with everything. Yeah. Yeah. Dump it out. And, and when's, when's the time people do that? I mean, looking at this practically, when do we dump? I mean, when when should we find ourselves in that prayer closet? When should we find ourselves where where David is visiting with God? And and I mean, when when should we talk with God through prayer? You can do that any day, any time of the day or night. I mean, there's no set time. Um, David set the example for us where he said, "Evening and morning and at noon will I pray and cry aloud." Yeah. Three times a day minimum i mean man when you when you're a single mom you're doing it all day long just to survive <laughs> yeah yeah wow wow well and and i think you know we got to remember a couple things we got to remember that prayer is when we talk to god and bible reading is when god talks to us and i think david's got that right you know reading what was available in the history back then or the pentateuch or uh, whatever you want to call it, I, I think David's got that right. You, you hear him quoting from that all the time or alluding to some of the things in those first five books of the Bible. And uh, so I think I think the prayer's there. It needs to be there. It needs to show up. It needs to be there morning, noon, and night. It needs to be there whenever you need it. It's more than just about meals. It's uh, it's more than just about getting ready for things. It's, it's, it's a real way of life. But it's just as important, I think, that, well, first of all, we need to pray. Uh, uh, we need to. Uh, 
we need to take time and <clears throat> and pray and look and 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 grow and uh, uh, but at the same time we need to let God talk to us through His Word. I think hooked to that early morning prayer should be Bible reading, should be our devotion. I mean, what say you? What What are you thinking about that? I think every person's, you know, some it depends on what your schedule is, but yes, there has to be that time of <clears throat> talking to God. Um, every person has a different life path that God's given them. So I would say whatever time works <clears throat> is the best time that you can really spend time with God, that you're not just reading your Bible. Right. Um, to me, if you're just reading your Bible to read your Bible, sorry, I have a frog that came and took up residence in my throat. Um, <clears throat> if you're just reading your Bible to read your Bible, you're wasting your time. If you're reading your Bible to, to let God speak to you, do yeah. it when that's going to work. You, you know, can't if, be a checkmark person. Boy, I've read exactly. Genesis if, 1. I've read you, Genesis If you two. work a shift that requires you getting up at 3 in the morning and you're, you can barely keep your eyes open, that might not be the best time to read your Bible. It might be best to do it at lunch break or something when you've got more energy on board, when you're awake, when you can think, when you can focus. If 3 o'clock works best for you, do it at 3 in the morning. I mean, it's like every person's different. Um, for us moms... First thing in the morning isn't always the best time. Sometimes it is the best time. You know, it's 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 a hard issue. Um, honestly, if you want to spend time with God, it'll I think, happen. You'll, yeah. you'll, you'll make it happen. And I think the the more you're talking to God, the more you want God to talk to you. Amen. Amen. I think draw that's nigh to God and He will draw nigh to you. Amen. I think that's good. It's like being in the garden alone with God. And, you know, part of these people's devotions is listening to us. And uh, uh, it's, a, it's a great devotion to go through and look at these psalms with us. And we're so honored to have you guys with us. And you know the song I was thinking about that we wrap up with as we were just talking. And today, Stephanie and I get to actually, sadly, she has to look at me, but uh, we're, we're actually doing this on Zoom to get a little better sound, to be able to turn up the volume. Uh, but I think In the Garden is the song today. I think we need a verse of In the Garden. Is that a song that uh, that you have memorized? It is. I'll see if the frog will do a duet with me. Because okay. <clears throat> for some reason it's hanging out in there. I come to the garden alone While the dew is still on the roses and the voice I hear falling on my ear the Son of God discloses and he walks with me and he talks with me and he tells me I am his own and the joy we share as we tarry there none other has ever known Thank you. Have a great day. And Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today.
First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at woundedspirits.com.